0: Hi there, and welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Monday morning, June twenty first, twenty twenty one. Here's Tristan, Happy Cockcraft, Kyle Sopi, expertly producers and researchers, and I am just Eric Carabel. Fantasy Focus Baseball is presented by LinkedIn Jobs. Hope all the dads out there had an awesome Father's Day weekend. Tristan, good weekend, I hope. Oh, indeed, yes, very relaxing, and yeah, uh, you know, only some mild rain, which is
1: nice. It was, uh, it was nearly perfect. How about yours?
0: Yes, it was a good hammock weekend. I uh, yes. I used the hammock quite often.
1: <laughs> it was a little uh, hot. It was a little hot in the, the late Sunday afternoon for for the hammock. But yeah, yeah, it, it was it was pretty darn solid overall.
0: Yeah, I find I'm not sitting as much in the sun this summer. I'm sitting more like in the shade on the under the hammock. And just reading a book on my Kindle or reading the newspaper, which I don't want to do today for obvious sports reasons, and uh, you know, or listening to you know music or something like that. It's been a relaxing summer, I'd say so far. And um, you know, I was thinking like Sunday afternoon, what are we going to talk about on Monday's show? I'm going to really lead with Kyle Schwarber, and then Sunday night came breaking news, which makes our lives a little bit easier and fun. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays got swept in a four gamer by Seattle, and I don't want to say it's an overreaction because they could have made the case even if they had swept, but Wander Franco is likely going to debut in the major leagues on Tuesday against the Boston Red Sox in a big series. I mean, Tampa Bay Boston is a big series, and you can make the case that Wander Franco is one of the top two or three hitters in their lineup right now even not playing in the major leagues. But then again, I wrote a blog today saying be careful because he's a prospect. And six weeks ago, we thought Jared Kelnick was better than sliced bread. So I ask you, Tristan, initial thoughts here on Wander Franco, and then we'll do some follow-ups. Okay. I love it. Uh, Also,
1: I love it. Um, I'm a little surprised that it was ahead of Vidal Brujan because there was a period of time where Brujan was outperforming Franco. And I wonder a little bit about the ability to handle the multi-positions defensively. So where does Franco fit exactly? I think he'll be their shortstop. I I presume they're going to demote Taylor Walls, who's been striking out a decent share, hasn't been hitting over the past couple of weeks, and Franco will just take over shortstop. But we'll see exactly where he places in, play every day. And I do think this is one where you lean in, expect greatness, get excited. You wrote extensively about the concerns that prospects have given us, and we've talked about this a lot on the show, that there are questions about this year's debuting class, and Franco is part of that. But at the same time, he is one of the most polished prospects I've ever seen, and the part of that that sticks out to me is the hit tool. This guy probably has the best hit tool. I mean, certainly he rivals anyone that I've seen during the time I've written about fantasy baseball, and he's quick, And if you have a guy who's going to hit for a decent average, probably shouldn't be the Jared Kelnick slump level and could give you stolen bases. That's a very good base. It's a very high floor for a prospect.
0: Okay. But where, what perspective do we put on this for, for this season? Most leagues are redraft leagues. He's, he's Mm -hmm. rostered in every dynasty league, of course. I mean, our pal and colleague, AJ mass has him, has him ranked as I wrote about in the top 50 ahead of, you know, some, some major names guys are going to be all-stars Giolito and Jesse Winker. I mean, it's not that we should roster him and activate him for this week and weeklies. What are your actual statistical, exp- you know, expectations here? Because if we look closer at his numbers, will he really hit for a lot of power? He he was not a good base stealer in the minors. Like, is this a five category option here? Or I- are we expecting Vlad, or are we expecting just you know an okay player? But because he's a rookie, he's overhyped. I think he's a little bit overhyped in fantasy for this season. But I- that doesn't mean I'm not optimistic. He's a little over overhyped because the power
1: might not play right away. That is the big problem. He couldn't be much more different from Vlad to me in that Vlad, you wanted the big time power and you thought it would come with a pretty decent batting average. Franco. I think if there's one big question, it's whether he hits home runs. I do however, think he hits two seventy five easy. I think he steals 20 bases easy. I think he could steal 25 of them. And that's from today forward. Well, you
0: do, you are aware of his minor league success rate on a ceiling basis, right? I think it gets easier when he gets to the majors. I don't, I I don't, but I think he's got the quickness. I think he has the smarts and I think
1: Tampa Bay is going to choose their spots for him that you're right that they might give him more red lights than I'm expecting that I might be giving a little bit more of a a generous projection, but I do think he has that raw ability. I think he is a, a good, smart, quick player. And yeah, to your point. Doesn't have the greatest record in the minor leagues, but could give you... Well, here's the other thing. What if he gives you 15 stolen bases
0: and he does get to the 10 to 15 home runs? Then there was and no he's... question he was a top 50 cal, uh, caliber player. Yeah, I agree with that. And and, and uh, I mean, did you rank him? Where 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 would you rank him from here on out? Top 50, top 100? I mean, to me, it'd be like top 100. But like, we've talked about this a lot. Like, yeah. Kelnick was a sure thing, okay? I'm not saying that means that Franco will fail, but Kelnick was a sure thing and still to me is. But mm-hmm. value changes by the minute in fantasy, and as soon as this guy plays, his value alters. I, I, I would consider a trade in a redraft format, never in a dynasty. In a dynasty, and when I said Vlad earlier, I don't mean in terms of the, the raw power. I mean value Vlad's over, over expectations over two seasons ago were monstrous, Hall of Fame monstrous, and it took yeah. him two years to get to this level. Wander Franco's twenty. What were you doing when you were twenty? I mean, this is hard. It's a hard game. I, you know, I was they're making it what, easier my... today by taking away the sticky stuff, but it's still a hard game. I like, I think people are overrating them. I, I and I don't mean to in that a pessimistic way. I just come on. At 20 years old, I was hosting my third year of this podcast with you. Don't you remember?
1: <laughs> I'm 25 today. So, you know, there you go. I was in my prime already. And therefore is gonna be great. Uh you <laughs> my
0: point though, right? Like your
1: point well, your your point is completely valid. The only the only reason I'm ch- I'm testing you on this challenge you, whatever word you want to pick here, is that I think you are steering a little bit too much into the worry over prospects. It's an absolutely valid point. And there are going to be a lot of leagues where there's somebody out there who wants to pay up big time for Wander Franco. And if you can find that person, you're right, cash in. By all means, cash in for somebody more proven. But I do think that he is a different and special kind of guy. And as I said, I like the guy who's going to give you contact. This guy has one of the best batting eyes of any
0: debuting player. You got to admit that in a generation. I admit it all. I mean, he's he's special. He's more special than Kalnick, which is why I don't want to compare him that way. But I'm also trying to think of what exact numbers are we are we, are we getting a 300 batting average? I don't think you mm-hmm. expect that. Are we expecting big power? No. And his stolen base rates were kind of, you know, average. So I just want people to look at this objectively and say, is he, would you trade him for Cody Bellinger right now? Would you trade him for Christian Yelich right now? Jesse Winker. I mean, there's a lot of established hitters that you could trade Wander Franco for right now and be the winner in a redraft, whether it's points or Roto. And I absolutely think you should look into that. And it's not mutually exclusive is, is what I wrote. Like he could be awesome and he could be great trade bait. So, it, it's a very rare situation. It's almost like since Mike Trout and maybe Vlad to some degree, we haven't, we rarely see situations like this. That's why, you know, tomorrow's game is so historic. I can't wait to see where they bat him in the lineup. Yep. I can't wait to see what he does. If he steals two bases tomorrow off Christian Vasquez, then I'll agree. Okay. His mileage numbers didn't matter. Maybe he was bored. Yeah. but, but
1: brother, No, no, you can't do that off one game. Even you know that's not
0: an off one game. Well, of course not. But that's on, how God. quickly his value will change, is the point. That like, would be the cash-in time. That, well, I think the cash-in time is right now because I I don't see how he could perform at a level of realistic expectations based on today's value. I think he's going to be a very good player, but I don't think he's going to be Xander Bogarts. And I think right now, most Xander Bogarts managers would trade him for Franco, and I would not. That's I my- would take Bogarts 10 times. I would
1: too. What is What is the worst shortstop you would
0: accept for Franco straight up oh, today? I don't know. I can't even begin to. Because because the, then that that sets it up like I mean let's just look at AJ's rankings I mean like look AJ's a big boy he can handle this and mm-hmm. I and, and I don't think he did this flippantly he has him he's ranked, doing it based on now understand he's doing it off points based points. rankings this is a contact guy right but in Roto you, you you guy. think he'll run and I don't so his value to you would be higher in Roto he has mm-hmm. him behind. Everybody he has, has ahead of him, I agree with, except Mondesi, who I just am not a fan of, and he got hurt again this weekend. What are you people seeing in Mondesi? But he has Lindor, Semyon, Edmund, Baez, Story, Tim Anderson, and then the obvious guys ahead of Franco. He has Jay Cronenworth right behind him, mm-hmm. Polanco of Minnesota, Corey Seager behind him. That's interesting for a points league. I think I'd take Seager. Seager's back tomorrow too. as well. Um, so I think, But that, I think that line is actually a pretty good one. Shortstop's so deep. I need all Correa? top 50 players. Where do you have Carlos Correa? He has Correa outside his top 100, which is interesting. Um, I would take
1: Correa for for uh, um, Franco in a second.
0: I think I would too. So I think I think my rankings, if I ever decided to update him, Franco would be around number 100. Even the, I think even, I'm
1: about the same as
0: you. Okay. Which is fair because, you know, we have guys like Dansby Swanson at number 100, and I would take Franco over. There, there comes a line where you say, Okay, now I'll do it. And for everybody, it's different. You know what I mean? Like, it's like yeah. you, you you feel it in your bones, okay? I would trade this guy for that guy, but not that other guy. Gavin Lux? Okay, I've seen enough of Lux. I'll take Franco. Uh, sure. Jay Cronenworth, I know what I'm getting. I'll take Franco. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlos Correa? You're right. That's a little bit different, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Labor Taurus? Enough. You know, like, I'm enough of Labor mm-hmm. Torres. So, like, for everybody, it's different. I would just say float his name out there. I'm not saying definitely trade him. I'm not saying he's going to be a failure or or initially like Kelnick. And by the way, Jared Kelnick is coming up in a month, and he's going to be awesome in the final two months of the season. I believe that I do. But all right, that was that's been the Juan Franco show,
1: (laughs) (laughs) right? No, I think I think you were very much right on Kelnick. I think there is going to be one of these times he gets called up, and he is going to be awesome from that point forward. And you want to be on board, but there is a risk. I think that is the lesson to be taken from the season. Is yeah, Mother Franco might have a terrible week and get sent back down and then a month from now get called up and be awesome. He will be it's awesome just, at some
0: point. In two weeks, we're gonna have a different conversation. Either he's a monster like Vlad or it's like back to the minors. So but it's gonna be
1: a monster either.
0: No, he's a monster now. <laughs> but, but Vlad was not a monster for two years. In fact, Vlad was a absolutely. That's why I'm saying, be careful when a player is 20 years old. You Mike Trout hit 220 in his in his first season in the major leagues. He won the rookie mm-hmm. year the next year because he had like five. Yeah, he, he had enough plate appearances to qualify, just like Randy Rosarena does, and you know uh, Brian Hayes does. But the rules are just so crazy. Of we co- got to talk of course, about somebody. Else. Acuna Acuna was awesome at 20. Yeah, Franco's, some guys are. To me, Franco's closer to that. It's it, You can't pretend future success for, for one player based on another prospect doing right. either well or poorly. Right. Kellnick has nothing to do with Franco, but it does open the door. Do, don't you think like 80% of prospects initially struggle? I think that number is probably I think, fair. I think that's true, but I also think that that is lumping a lot of guys who do not belong anywhere near
1: the Franco conversation. That's the problem. There is not enough of a sample to make a specific talent comp to him. There just aren't enough of those players, I think. He could right. very well do what Acuna did. It's just, you know, as you said, it's 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 a risk, and I understand that. You know, we'll see. I I look, I, I certainly hope he's awesome.
0: <laughs> I I and I really, why don't they bring up Bruhan too? Play them at short and third or yeah. short and second? What are they waiting? Brandon, Lacken they like Joey Lacken.
1: Wendell. That's I think a lot of it has to do with that.
0: Well, he hasn't been Joey Wendell recently, so you know, like they can do a lot of different things, and I'm a little surprised to not lessen the pressure on Franco that they didn't bring up Bruhan as well. Mm-hmm. Although then, then it would be like a competition.
2: So
1: Watch, they do that now. That that would not be the first time. Kelnick did get called up with a fellow prospect, as you recall. Same day. Could happen. Who did they call up? Oh, Gilbert? Logan Gilbert Logan came Gilbert. up the same day to make his debut. Everybody mentioned Kelnick, and a day later it was mentioned. Oh, yeah, Gilbert, by the way. Him, too.
0: All right. Um, him, too. There's a lot of other guys that are doing some great things. I mean, you know, the most watched. I mean, Shohei Otani is unbelievable. I never in a million years thought he was going to do this and hit. He's gonna hit fifty home runs. Like well, he's, he's literally gotta stay, healthy. He gotta stay healthy. Well, he's healthy today. He's been healthy for three months, and I have no reason to believe he's gonna stop being healthy. Like, do you have any reason for concern? There is no reason for concern on Shohei Otani at all. Maybe for pitching innings, okay, but as a hitter, as a pure hitter, right now the top four, top five on ESPN's Player Radar is Acuna, Tatis. We'll get to that in a second. Vlad Otani is number four. And if you removed Otani's pitching numbers, Otani's still a top 10 player on our play rate. I would guess. I don't know that for sure. But I you and AJ can so, figure yes. that out. Yeah, I'll, I can so he, he's this. still more valuable than like Whit Merrifield and Marcus Semien, you know, without the pitching. Because the pitching numbers are not DeGrom. They're good, but they're not DeGrom-like. I'm just amazed that Otani is doing this. It's just unbelievable. And then Tatis left yesterday's game or Saturday's game with the shoulder thing again after diving. They really, really ought to tell him and me to stop diving in their games <laughs> and, and all will be well. But um this brings up the possibility of injury again for Tatis. Is there more? Is he more at risk? Are you more likely to try to trade, you know, Wander Franco today or Tatis? That's a fair question. Yeah. And, and look, Tatis, we talked about our
1: feelings on the injuries when we had Stefania on the show. And I don't feel like my my opinion has changed all that much. I am scared more than I am for most any other player, other than the ones who have clear Injury track records like the aforementioned Mondesi. Uh, I don't think I would cash him in, though. I, I look the the ba- basically the way I would do that is that I'm getting number one overall talent that I have holes to fill, and I can get two to three premium pieces back. That's the right way in which to move him. I would not be cashing out on him uh, for anything beneath value or anything that indicates a worry trade. Um, I actually would say Otani's definitively the greater worry for injury to me based on the track record and he pitches and the fact that he pitches does put him at greater risk of injury than any hitter, including Tatis. If he has a surgery resulting incident on the mound, I do believe that puts him on the sidelines. And by the way, he's put it, he's playing the home run derby. It's
0: much as you and I don't believe in
1: that jinx. It's a topic for people.
0: Well, it either is or it isn't. So you're saying that I don't think
1: it is, but it has influenced certain players. Does it influence him? Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe.
0: Well, that sounds like a topic for a future show when we get towards the home run derby. I mean, you're going to, but, but, but it's that you're locking him in for 50. You said the 50 homers. Do you,
1: what's the, I'm not locking
0: him in for, I'm not locking anybody in for 50, but I think at this point he's hitting 40 home runs and stealing 15 bases. And I don't think anybody else in baseball except Acuna might do that. I mean, this is an unbelievable ride. He's amazing. I, I I mean I can't wait to see how it all ends up, but I don't have shares anywhere because I didn't think he could do this. I thought he would be, look, I told you before the season, just play him in mm-hmm. right field every day. And this guy bats, you know, 280 with 30 homers and steals 15 bases, but mm-hmm. he's doing above and beyond. This is mm-hmm. unbelievable. And he's still oh, yeah. pitching. His all raw right, power uh,
1: and his speed are, I would say, underrated by everybody. And they have been probably his entire U.S. career.
0: Otani was the number three player of the week of the past seven days on ESPN's Player Raider. You probably would guess wrong for who number one was. He homered every game, every at bat. I know who it is. I mean, I've got him on a couple of teams, so I know it's not Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber is number two. He's the number the the guy who's number one for the past seven days is a home run hitter who stole bases a lot of them this week. Um, Schwarber's number two. Let me ask you about Schwarber first because he was not having a great season for the first two months, and then he had a great season in the past week he he's always been a 30 home run guy but he's a batting average drain so he's okay in points leagues but have you changed your mind now that he's leading off have you changed your mind on kyle schwarber because i think that's something you could do after what he's done leading off he's obviously comfortable
1: yeah that that will influence runs it's a better lineup than expected i'm actually have my piece coming today talking about the Juan Soto thing we brought up on the show the other day. So I do think there is some improvement overall and batting lead off ahead of a guy like that. And Trey Turner, of course is going to help positively influence his roto numbers beyond that. No, I think nothing's changed. I think he's your two fifty thirty five 35 guy. That's what he is. Doesn't hit lefties that much. 50 is more than we thought though, like a month ago. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I mean, you could, it wouldn't be hard for me to go to two forty on the projection,
0: you know, but I think he's uh, a natural-ish guy. It's it's time to trade him, is what you're saying, for somebody who's going to take. But there are people, I, and this is something I thought I, I was probably going to write about this before the Franco thing happened last night. Is leading off the actionable change that Schwarber needed to unlock this unbelievable rage of power, and if that's the case, then maybe he's a 40 home run guy, about 270, and that would totally affect the way we view him. I'm open to that possibility. Make the batting average case. You no, know, I can't, except for he is a disciplined hitter who can take a walk and knows those pitchers to hit. And right. if possible, these are human beings. Maybe he, he's more comfortable hitting first. You know, I don't know. But I can't make the 270 batting average claim, but there certainly seems like something's actionable here that you yeah. could trade for him. And I'm not saying you'd view him like Nelson Cruz, but you could view Kyle Schwarber as... Who's an outfielder that we expected to 270 with 30 home runs? We we didn't view him that way. Like, is this Conforto? No, but it, what if it is? It you know, like yeah. I never even thought of Schwerber in that way. I thought power, nothing else. Was Teoscar
1: Teoscar was there too? I think it was Castellanos, Castellanos and Teoscar were in that area in the preseason. I mean, I
0: what if this is like is this? We didn't even you know view Schwerber as we did like say Mestakas, a lefty power hitter who doesn't hit for average. Now we have to.
1: Right. And just the fact that last year was so miserable is about the only reason I was somewhat anti-Schwarber about last year. I don't I don't care about 2020. It's irrelevant. He but he was like he can't just so I can't I'm not going to throw away 100% of the stats. I'm just not.
0: You can't do I, that. I can. I'm ignoring what Kyle Schwarber did in 2020 Then and looking then at you, the career numbers. The career then numbers you massively Madisonian. underrated him in the preseason and you know it because 2 years ago he was awesome years ago he batted 250 so i viewed kyle yeah, it was Twitter, awesome 250 with 38 home runs i viewed him as a 30 homer guy who hits 250 and right now he's on his path to do pretty much that i don't i don't think you ranked him there i know i didn't rank him there i on the high end i've had him
1: 75th overall i believe At, at oh i didn't you know him. during his career during his career and i think that's still what he is i i think that Maybe right now the valuation is he's 75th overall. That's a very good thing to be. That is about where Castellanos and Teoscar. were. That's where appreciate.
0: the old Chris Davis of Oakland used to be in the top 75, right around there with his 40 homers and two forty seven batting average. That's where Schwarber might be right now. We're not, we don't think mm-hmm. of him that way, but yeah. that's a fair assessment of him. I'm just saying, I don't care that he hit 188 last year. I don't care that most guys, hit. I didn't care about Yelich. I mean, I cared about Gary Sanchez because he had shown to do that a while. Let's move on. But, but I one, think the, the point being, like, I think you, did rank him that way, though. That's what I mean. Like,
1: for me, that I did that. I accounted it in the projection.
0: Uh, the number one player of the past week was Trevor Story of the Rockies, and number five was his teammate, Tapia. Um, One of those guys is likely to be traded next month. Um, is it, Are you running out of time to trade Trevor Story, or do you still want him if he's a Yankee or an athletic or a Dodger? I think you're...
1: Running out of time to trade him. I Look, I want to give you that optimistic outlook. I feel like this is Troy Tulewitzki at the point he got traded in his career, where he was really great, and he was still very good afterwards, but adjusting to new circumstances. We mentioned playing and the adjustment from home to road doesn't have an influence. It most often shows in batting average, and it's enough of a hit to his value that if he's a top 10 overall projected guy today as a Rocky, maybe he's top 20 somewhere else. It's kind of we like it's what we said about Bauer the other day for if spin rate influences him, he was a top 10 capable guy. Now he's a top 25 overall capable guy.
0: But this this is a direct correlation to Nolan Arenado with the stolen bases for Story. We mm-hmm. we, we devalued Arenado in drafts this season to from mm-hmm. like number 15 to like number 30, 35. Yeah. Arenado's doing fine. He's sitting for power. He had a big homer this weekend or yesterday. I don't even remember at this point. But the point being, Trevor Story is still going to hit no matter where he goes. Arenado may not hit 300 anymore, but 30 homers, 280. Okay. It's fine. That's a significant hit. It is. And, but I don't want to assume Trevor's just like, we're not assuming all prospects are the same. We are assuming all former right. Rockies are the same. So I, well,
1: there's a difference. I mean, I, I believe Tulo was a little older, deeper in his career and had some of the injury questions that were greater than stories at the time. Arenado same story later in his career. And did at the injuries last year.
0: You like Ramel Tapia.
1: No. I mean, look, he's been a very good player. I'd love to use him in the chorus games, but I just, I'm not feeling it. Are you, I mean, it's a guy you lock in. Do you feel excited about that with Rommel Tapia?
0: I don't think that's the right word, but he is on fire. Every game is a multi-hit game and he's batting 415 over the past three weeks. Uh, Nary a homer, but you know, he's not a power guy. But if you told me at the end of the season that Rommel Tapia batted 300 and stole 20 bases, I'd believe you. And I think I think we do have. To, I think we have to take him seriously. But would you even start him this week in an ESPN standard league? There, are, I assume they're on the road this week. Five road games. Now, granted, two in Seattle, but then the next three are in. What I'm finding, you know, we talk about that. Would you start this guy, that guy? I'm finding in none of my leagues do I even have the option to think yeah. about whether to start yeah. back here or not. I, yeah. I either either he's one of my locked in outfielders or he's. I have such a good outfit. He's locked on my bench. I, I, I hardly have a league because of <laughs> injuries or poor play or whatever, where I would say, yeah, this week I'll start him next week. I won't. I just don't have that opportunity. Do you? Yeah. I I'm in the similar state. You're right.
1: And I, I think the takeaway here is that if you are not the all in Tapia guy, like I'm not today is a perfect time to try to cash him in knowing he's got a five road game week. That's, probably about as unattractive a a week set of weekly matchups that he could have
0: all right well we promote that tristan sings in the show so now it's time for him to do some of that it's combo meals (laughs) hey it's a combo meal
1: combo combo
0: it's a combo meal home run plus steal. These players were making moves earlier this week, and Making Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. He says, well, trying not to laugh. Because um, <laughs> that's the first thing we promote on Twitter is that you're singing. But I made it through that read, Kyle, so you should be very proud of me. A uh, bunch of combo meals since our last yeah. show, which is all that matters. Randy and I Can't wait to see what Tampa's lineup is, right away, for Tuesday. Uh, know, they face yeah. – um, it's Eduardo Rodriguez first, a lefty, and then Garrett Richards, and then my friend Nick Pavetta. Yeah. Uh, not exactly Cy Young award winners here, but you know you could bat Franco first or second. I wouldn't be, I'd be fine with that. Rosa Rosario is having a fine year. Abraham Toro is the Alex Bregman filling at third base. Power, not as much speed. Um, Gregory Polanco, who I gave up on three years ago. Luis Urias, who I gave up on three months ago. Adam Duvall, who is Schwarber from the right side. Adam Duvall is Kyle Schwarber from the right side, right? 30 home runs, maybe not 250, maybe 230, but similar. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. going to buy into what Schwarber's done, Schwarber's done over the past week, you got to buy into what Duval has done. And then the other common meal is Brandon Belt. Uh, nice weekend, Phillies. Really nice weekend, uh, although another Philadelphia sports team did worse. Uh, any there, of these players you want to discuss? Yeah, there, there is a key difference to
1: me between Duval and Schwarber, but I like where you're going with the comp, and it's the ballparks. That's the only thing that I'm not okay, wild sure. about. But – Beyond that, yeah, I kind of like that. As a matter of fact, I think he
0: does get underrated by a lot of people and has been for quite some it's time. Safe. You know that he's going to hit for power, but not. He, yeah. he's more like Chris Davis because uh, not as many home runs. I don't expect Adam Duvall to have 35 home runs, but right. If he can do it in that ballpark, good for him, man. Cap- capable 230 and 30 to 35 guy on the higher ends. And by the way, he could be playing left field or right field for Oakland or the Yankees or the Dodgers in a month. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. are they keeping him? I mean, good for them. They got him and now they can they can move him. They should. Yeah. Adam Duval is not part of your future. Um, any thoughts on Toro, Arias, Polanco, Belt that I may have like just glossed yeah, over? I, I,
1: I mean, we should probably do a quick one-liners on Toro and Arias. Arias has actually been playing a bit more than I expected with the Travis Shaw injury. He's getting a lot of time at third. He's gotten a couple of assignments at leadoff. I would try to just stream him based on the pitching matchup Toro's similar situation. He's done all right so far in Bregman's absence. And that's a, uh, I mean, uh, pretty lengthy. It's gonna be a while, probably another month. I think Ori
0: oh, bats me. right-handed. It only hits lefties last I was looking. Yeah. That's why I'm saying play the matchups. Yeah. But very it's, much. It's so. not, he actually has seven of his homers against right-handed pitching mm-hmm. and is. You know it's, his numbers are better against lefties, but only like sixty points of OPS. So maybe he's finally finally emerging. Maybe he just couldn't play shortstop. Maybe this is Alex Gordon. Uh, I can't play shortstop, but I'll hit hmm. when I play third. That's possible. Or stop Kingerying him and just give him a position and leave him alone. There are actually writers, sports writers in Philadelphia, who think that the Phillies ruined Scott Kingery's career by making him play a bunch of different positions, which to, which to me is unbelievably not smart. But you know Kingery didn't deny it. But maybe Aureus, now that he only is playing third base, is fine again. I guess that's possible. Maybe.
1: And at the you know if the if the worst case scenario is he sneaks in a leadoff against lefty's assignment, and you know then you could use him against the weaker right-handed starters. Is that such a bad place to be?
0: It is not, uh, and the good place to be is you singing again. Time for the closer carousel. It's the closer carousel. It sure is. Sponsored by Tristan singing. What is Kansas City doing? Like, honestly, what is Kansas City doing? Now, that's a team that's not going to lose 90 games, okay? It's not a good team. It's not a playoff team. But Mm -hmm. I don't think Josh Stomont is the closer. Scott Barlow clearly is not. Kyle Zimmer started a game over the weekend. Greg Holland got another save. Greg Holland's not good. So I don't think any Kansas City pitcher is getting the 15 saves. If you roster Josh Stomont, you should be frustrated here. You should probably just give up on this bullpen. I definitely think you should give up. As a matter of fact, Stallmont's
1: getting the Holland treatment immediately after the return from the injured list, and granted, he's gotten scored upon twice in his four games, but they are not going to him in key spots. Holland also finished the victory, which was a non-save situation. Was that the Friday game? I believe
0: that was the Friday game, or I have them vice versa. <laughs> and their best relief pitcher is clearly Scott Barlow, who's in the top yeah. five among all relief pitchers in wins above replacement. Yeah, and he pitches important innings. He doesn't have to get the mm-hmm. saves. I would roster Barlow if you just want good pitching. Mm-hmm. But if you need every last save, it may be Holland at this point, but you do not want. It, it might just
1: roster. be eight more saves total for him.
0: It Maybe be, less. Uh, after a, a rough May, Jake McGee is pitching well in June, nary an earned run. Uh, Brad Hand, another lefty, has now looked pretty good, I have to admit, over the past month, month and a half. He looks, uh, he looks safe. And Washington, I don't think they're going to sell. I think they're going to keep what they got. They don't really have much to move on on offense. Uh, they're also so. not
1: totally out of it. If they catch fire over the next couple of weeks. Like, for example, I think this is a key week with Mac Scherzer coming. Presumably, at least the tentative plan is he's coming back for uh, on Tuesday. They need to start piling up some wins soon and make a the decision. The Mets I think are keeping are weeks.
0: the other teams in this division yeah. a- around. Yep, Mets should be up seven or eight games. Yeah, They're not. The and Mets are also having fan, injuries issues. Of course they are. And I don't know who's starting the next game. It might be Jared Eikhoff. But the point is, like, mm-hmm. Mets, and they'll get McNeil back and Conforto. But, like, yep. they have kept Atlanta, Washington, Philly in this race, whereas Philadelphia should be rebuilding. And Washington should be rebuilding. Atlanta should not. And Miami is kind of rebuilding. They, they'll move some players. Um, all right. We need to – what else in the close? Anything else in the closer department that we need to discuss? Um, Arizona punt. Do not roster an Arizona relief pitcher. Well, are you saying that you need to win to get saves? So or is that what you're saying? You need to win and somebody needs to pitch well. Uh, and, and Arizona does not have that. Baltimore, I knew they were gonna blow that game over the weekend. They gave up six and the ninth. That was it was obvious after like two batters, what was gonna happen there. I, I've I, Daniel Bard is better than Greg Holland, but not a whole lot. You know, for not fantasy purposes. And they don't he's win much. It's not good. It's a
1: huge divide in ballpark yes. factors between those two. But I definitely agreed. Does, um,
0: where are you feeling on Cleveland's bullpen right now? How you feeling? It's a split. There? They both get 15 saves. Do you feel Michael good about it? and James Karinchak. I think they both get more than, between 15 and 22 saves. But do you feel good about that? Or would you cash in because they're going to have a limited number of saves? I wouldn't cash in because they're both, I think, going to be very good at run prevention and strikeouts. So, mm-hmm. you know, not every closer yep. needs to get 35 saves like Kenley Jansen. I think Corintschak yeah. and Klaze are both better. They'll get more strikeouts. Yeah. They won't worry us, but they'll split the saves. And it's good on Frank Kona. He doesn't have to name one guy. He just has to be he just has to be responsible. Okay. Yeah. In how he does is the back end of his bullpen. And I think yeah. sharing Karinchak and Klaze saves is responsible, actually. Yeah. They could be one of the most
1: productive two-man closer situations since that 86 Mets, Roscoe and McDowell that yeah. I keep talking about. They might well have very similar fantasy value to that at the end of the year.
0: <laughs> I totally agree because there's a bunch of situations like Tampa Bay now, The because, dude, that's a bad loss. To give up a walk-off grand slam to shed long the way he did. And yep. Pete Fairbanks, I don't know. I, I don't think any Tampa Bay reliever gets more than 15 saves now.
1: Fairbanks uh, had the ugly outing middle
0: of last week, and yeah, then he pitched
1: well in the ninth yesterday.
0: And then we got to bring it up because it happened. There was a chat save. And I don't uh, think Tyler Chatwood was going to get more saves, but he got a save. And he didn't walk anybody. And he didn't throw a wild pitch, as far as I could tell. I think Jordan Romano is the closer, but I think Chatwood might now be next in line, which is crazy because is not back for another month and Delise is on the injured list. So is Tyler Chatwood. Let's let's put it this way. We joke a, a lot theory. about this. Is he is Tyler Chatwood somehow relevant again. I I got a theory in Toronto and that is uh, that
1: there's no such thing as a closer and Charlie Montoro doesn't care about stats. Which is okay. Which is perfectly fine. I think he's used Romano in some very important key and appropriate spots in games. It's a little bit weird usage and it ruins things for us for fantasy, but look at their past three weeks. It's no rhyme or reason.
0: That's like watching last season's Phillies bullpen, what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Except Romano was a lot better than Hector Neris. But mm-hmm. um, I would say for now, no, you don't want Chatwood on, on a mixed league team. He's intriguing a little bit in an mm-hmm. L only, but he's still one of the preeminent walkers in a bullpen in baseball right now. And he lost it a couple of weeks ago, which to say it doesn't happen again. So I'm going to view him the way I do Greg Holland with le- with fewer saves. Mm-hmm. A, an extreme walker, although albeit unexpe- inexperienced in a closer role, but he could be relevant. I just don't think he is right now.
1: We'll um, we'll definitely have this question come up again when slash if Julian Merriweather comes back, does anything change then? But I don't know Man, that it's been anything a long does in time.
0: Until it may not. It may not even when he comes back. He's gonna end up missing like three months. All yep. right, briefly on the schedule because we went a little long on today's uh, Wander Franco baseball today. Uh, ESPN has Julio Urias, who I love, against Yu Darvish, who obviously is great. That's the 10 p.m. Eastern Time game. Dodgers and Padres. Dodgers are getting some of their uh, hitters back this week. Max Muncy, uh, Corey Seager, and a third who I can't remember. Uh, it might be Bellinger, actually. Um,
1: yeah, Bellinger wasn't supposed to
0: miss extensive. Uh, yeah, I activate Muncy and Seager in a weekly right away. Um, ESPN Plus earlier has Kyle Gibson, who is good. Kyle Gibson is good against Frankie yep. Montas. Um, any other pitchers that are of note? The first game is at 5'10", for uh, ungodly yeah. reasons. I have no idea. That's the but, doubleheader. It is. That's why. Uh, so get your weeklies. People are going to be looking at their roster at six thirty and and screaming that they can't change it on ESPN. You know what? Look at the schedule. Five ten. game. First game. We've, we've warned about the
1: doubleheader. The uh, Monday highlight guy to me is Albert Ozolea's return against Cleveland at home. You're in. You're in on Albert Alzalay? It's a good matchup. I worry about pitch counts, of course, with the first start back, but that's that's the matchup you want for a return. It wasn't and a he's major start guy.
0: Yeah. Okay. It wasn't I'm, a major injury,
1: but it's. All, by the way, two start things. He's at Dodgers for the second. Well, that's not that's not
0: attractive. No. So why I are you confirm a
1: little more from the stream of today?
0: I sat Luis Castillo in a weekly last week, knowing that he was pitching well because the second game was at San Diego, and I got burned. He pitched well both, both starts. You're you're right, activating yeah. Luis Castillo now, by the way, people. Yep. He's good enough to activate all the time. Yep. Uh, ESPN Plus on Tuesday has Charlie Morton and Marcus Stroman. Morton was great in his last outing. New York doesn't hit. Atlanta's half of their lineup doesn't hit. Stroman's obviously pretty good. And then the debut of Wander Franco. Uh it, it's at home. It's Eduardo Rodriguez and Rich Hill, two lefties. Who would you mm-hmm. rather they have switched, the rest they of the season? That. So it's Yarbrough. Oh, okay. Well, between Rich Hill and Eduardo Rodriguez, who would you rather have the rest of the season? I would rather have Rodriguez. I think Rich Hill will pitch better, but not as much. I agree. I think I'd rather have Hill now. I think Rodriguez is, is going to hurt you a little too much in run prevention. I'm, he's not preventing many runs.
1: I I really, as much as I don't want to lean into a Rays losing streak, I think the Rays are at a pivotal time of the year where they need to decide what they're doing to fill these innings on the pitching side, and I don't know that they're going to get it done with Hill. I, I really don't think he's capable of
0: taking on the additional innings. Luis Patino is waiting. Uh, yes. The overrated Blake Snell has to face the Dodgers. I don't know why you would activate Blake Snell. I don't. I don't care who the second starter's against. If you're activating it's... him against the Dodgers, he's giving up four or five runs in four or five. Not runs. two starts. Well, he's not and, a two-start. no reason at all to activate him. Uh, Wednesday, day games start at uh, 1230, 12.35 p.m. Eastern time with Dylan Cease, who was pretty bad in his last outing. But now he's at Pittsburgh. You have to use Dylan Cease this week at Pittsburgh. No DH, great ballpark factor. Love it. John Gant. Can you use John Gant at Detroit? I don't think so anymore.
1: Yeah. As a guy who's got two shares of him, I'm not impressed in the slightest by what I've seen. Uh, Detroit is a very good matchup, but that's only going to be the NL only's where I don't have a viable alternative. That's it.
0: Herman Marquez of Colorado at Seattle. That should go well. You want him active there. Chris Bubik at Yankee Stadium, you do not. Uh, and
1: he might not even make that start because they moved into good. the bullpen. So that could be a Kyle Zimmer
0: opener and Bubich coming in in relief. ESPN has Trevor Bauer, who's always fun to watch, against Joe Musgrove, who's having a really good season. It's a lot of mm-hmm. strikeouts for Joe Musgrove. ESPN at 10 p.m. Eastern, Dodgers and Padres. Kind of a big series there. I want to see what Tatis does. If he plays, if he plays the same, it should be a lot of fun.
1: All right. Did always you a lot of fun. Uh, did you see yeah. Shohei Otani going as his first four days rest?
0: Uh, so he's facing Kevin Gosman. Wow, what a monster yeah. pitching matchup that is in the afternoon, Giants and Angels. Yeah.
1: I like the it's it's a confidence play by the Angels to move him up in the rotation and pitch him on a regular turn.
0: Hmm. Do you think that's a that's a mistake? No, that's I think so it's well.
1: I think it's really interesting. Like, what if he what if he is capable of now giving us a pretty decent volume of innings going forward? I mean, it's one start. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I
0: think you think he's going to get hurt. Now I'm worried he could, I, 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 I really, dude, can't everybody get hurt? Jake DeGrom's hurt something on his right side at right, the other that's, start for, 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 for the excitement of baseball. I really want this Otani story to end awesomely. I really do. Like we Who's need the it. first pitcher that gets a 10 game suspension for this ridiculous, sticky situation. <laughs> I, we shouldn't name names. Yeah, I think it's going to be much names. ado about nothing. I do you really think anyone do. will. What pitcher would be dumb enough to do it when everybody's watching? I mean, honestly, well, actually, what day? Let's do an over-under on the first day that one happens. I don't think it happens. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. think it happens at all. I, I, I think there will be nary a 10-game suspension for a pitcher. If they're dumb enough to continue to use the sticky stuff, mm-hmm. and they're already not the last two weeks, all the spin yeah. rates are down. Yeah. I mean, no, I think nothing's going to happen. I think it's good that Wander Franco is coming up to bludgeon out this topic.
2: Yeah. No, we get one before the beginning of July. Somebody you gets think? suspended. Yeah, next wow. 10 days, somebody gets suspended, if nothing else, just to make a statement. I, I think it Philly. takes. I think it's, it's going somebody to Somebody on the Phillies. I bet it's the it's first week of the second half. All right. Fair enough. All right, Kyle. What do you got? You want some trivia or hash browns first? What are you feeling? Is that an always trivia? It is. Trivia.
1: Trivia that Eric's going to know.
2: Should know this one. This one's pretty simple, so you might be able to get it. Of the top five pitchers in strikeout to walk ratio this season, three have Cy Young's on their resume, two do not. I, of course, want to know the two that do not have a Cy Young on their mantle. Oh, I think Kevin
0: Gosman's winning it this year, he's going to beat out the Grom.
2: That's that's a hot take. Maybe we should lead the show with stuff like that, but. Volume. We're going to hash browns and we'll get back to trivia. Bruce is off to a good start, but he's worried about innings later in the season. Would you part with any of the following for 90 cents on the dollar to avoid the headache of dealing with innings management down the road? Julio Arias, Ian Anderson, and or Trevor Rogers.
0: Uh, No, I would not. I think Arias is so good and Trevor Rogers is so good that I would keep them around even if they they kind of get strasburg in September in September. You know what I mean? Like not fully shut down, but I mean Miami's a more risk because they're not a contender, although they could be. And and obviously Atlanta's trying. I don't think he I haven't heard Ian Anderson's gonna have an innings limit. Have you heard that?
1: He he will definitely have some kind of limit. They are pacing him pretty well though. They're keeping him on on a, a fairer level.
0: I mean, you can skip a start or two around the all-star break to get here or one in August. I I would not sell at 90 cents in the dollar any of these pitchers. Would you?
1: Yeah, I want to know what the value of the dollar is today for these guys. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> Kyle, come on, man. This isn't Quebec. <laughs> I, I, I... If, is, is, if a dollar for Trevor Rogers is a top 30 starting pitcher, I am cashing in without hesitation. I
0: think what people do here and what you just said, so I'm going to basically bash it is if we think Trevor Rogers is going to be great for the next eight weeks, but then not much in September, I think it's worth it to keep him around. Yeah. I'm not telling him. I want the numbers. I think he's great. I think Urias is great. And Ian Anderson is a step below those two guys. I will take the next two months and half of September and not sell them off for Eugenio Suarez. That's the way I would manage. But, you know, I'm going to finish second in labor in all my leagues, so maybe it's the wrong thing to do. I just I don't know who's buying not knowing that there's an injury at an innings limit either. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I, I agree with that assessment, and I think that is the best way to play it. The problem is in the head-to-heads, that does create some issues for people, but it's the team competitiveness. There is no reason for Miami to push Trevor Rogers, and they've already pushed him back to give him seven days rest now. All right,
2: next question. Next one comes from Daniel. He wants to know if you have any feel for the role of Gonsolin moving forward. He's got Yarborough and Manoa types on his wire. Should he make the move?
0: I'm concerned. Didn't he leave his weekend outing with a forearm something? Shoulder? It's shoulder soreness. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to go well. In fact, I'm not even sure I can make the case that you need to roster him in an ESPN standard anymore. Do you?
1: I'd, I'd like to. I, I have no basis to do it. I I just think the skills are there, but the questions injury-wise.
0: Okay. Um, I would just be careful here on Gonsolin is my only point. Um, I think an injuryless stint is coming. I don't know why the Dodgers wouldn't do that and then and then just use David Price as an opener for three innings because Gonsolin, something's clearly wrong with his shoulder. I mean, if Cleveland's going Shane, to shit Shane Bieber for a month, why wouldn't the Dodgers do that with Gonsolin? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, right. you, you know, I'll say if, if the choices to replace him are a guy like Ryan Yarbrough, I, I think Ryan Yarbrough was already better than Gonsolin.
2: Okay, what's next? All right, next up is Dylan. He wants to know how you would grade Carlos Correa's season up to this point. ADP was around 117. And what you think of him moving forward into next season? Forget the rest of this season. Where are you ranking Correa going into 2022?
0: Well, I mean, I'm very impressed with the the walk rate. I mean, that's that's really high. Yep. And he's hitting 296. And I don't think last I looked at it was all Babba. No, his bad was fine. He's just, his hard hit rate is fine. I mean, he's going to end up with, you got a shortstop here that hits 295 with 25 home runs. He may not be Bogarts, but he's not far. You know, I, I think he should be ranked better. I don't know. I'm on board. He's a top hundred player. He's a top on. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, shortstop
1: is deep. That's, really one of the only knocks on him uh the huge gain he's made this year is that he's much more patient at the plate it's uh led to the best contact rate of his career it's also a contract year i think that might influence a little bit here
0: um let's say he's 80th overall yeah he feels like he's got to be a top 100 player yeah but like is he really that different right now than Corey seager or not really i mean that batting average and home runs not gonna feel but so what Seeker's
1: also in that contract year situation. Uh, it's kind of tough to differentiate between the two of them. I don't think they're Bogarts. I don't think they're really in that tier yet. But they are he's putting up Bogarts' numbers. He's putting up Bogarts' numbers, but I don't think that... I mean, year over year, Bogarts has been amazing. Consistency has been his game, and it has not been Correa's.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, and by the way, before I forget, so we keep having the Matt Olsen... I almost said Matt Walsh. Matt Olsen, Jared Walsh thing. Matt Olsen is no longer Matt Olsen. Matt Olson's becoming Freddie Freeman.
1: Yeah. Oh, I like love that.
0: We viewed Matt Olson a certain way two months ago. We can't view him that way anymore. Walsh is that Olson, but Olson is now an unbelievable
2: Olsen. The power. Yeah. He's going to have 40 home runs with the batting average. That's we fired
1: them up. I love it.
2: It's Are you telling here. me in two months we have to check Olson versus Freeman now? Is this going to be another play? It well, it's, it's no contest right now because Freddie Freeman is struggling. But um,
0: Matt Olson is is having a, a great season. Freddie, Freddie Freeman hitting 247, and I don't. He has been a little unlucky. Will Babbitt is low, but there's also no protection in that lineup. I mean, Albie's and Swanson. I'm, I will Freeman hit 300 the rest of the way with power? Probably, but so will Olson. All right. Oh, I'd love to see Olson hit 300. I'm not sure it happens, but I'd it, love to see it. He's made Made improvements. Another another guy in 220 20 couldn't hit for average. We shouldn't have viewed it him differently
2: that's all fair last question comes from nick he's chasing strikeouts in a roto league where he's got solid ratios under his belt already so he's willing to sacrifice some of his era and whip he wants to know if there's any underrated pitchers you'd look at that fit that bill
0: as i quickly try to bring up my k per nine guys (laughs) see who pops off this page i mean obviously luis castillo got dumped in a bunch of leagues see if you
2: can get him but I, mean, I wonder what his get, value is in trades right now. Because people still have to feel burdened. You waited Those too long. he's numbers still don't look great. You waited too long, sure. You waited too long to trade for him.
0: Mm-hmm. That's how I view it. I have him in yep. a bunch of teams, and I didn't even I didn't get any trade offers. Nobody was interested.
2: If you're going to trade Which... for him now, though, you probably have to pay less than you would. Like, his value moving forward is probably greater than what you have to pay in a trade right now, no? Uh...
0: Well, if you view him as a top 25 starting pitcher, which you should.
2: Right. You'd probably pay a top 35 price. You have to definitely know. Yeah, I think so.
1: I'll throw nearly two-thirds of ESPN leagues available to Rick School. Yeah, He's actually second in K per nine among starters over the past month. Um, he's a terrible speller, but Tristan McKenzie's up there. I do think Cleveland's going to need to call him back soon. The control's been in question, but he gets Ks.
0: How about Mike Miner? More than a K per inning. Which yeah,
1: but I mean, to these days, that's average.
0: <laughs> well, as a starting pitcher, he's probably top 30 in K-9 among qualifiers. That's for not average. Year. Well, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm looking lately to try and Mike get- Mike Miner get has a place. 9.5 K-9. That's, that's pretty good for a starting pitcher.
1: On this page, I'm looking at for past 30. He's not even on first page. She's like 45th.
0: All right, for the season in K-9, he's number- Number
1: twenty fourth. Yeah,
0: that's that's fine. Chris Bassett's right there, but you're not going to be able to get Bassett. Yeah, he's a fancy ERA. Uh, Aaron Noah, nobody's giving up giving up on him. Nick Pavetta, I still say you don't want. Oh, Alcibiade, we just mentioned. Okay, I would I would look at oh, is the I one I
1: the, the one I wrote today, Shane McClanahan.
0: Yeah, is he pitching enough innings? I think he is as a starter. He can win some games. They're going to need him. You sound like you think Tampa's in trouble. I don't. I think they just got a lot better today.
1: <laughs> uh, they Their rotation will be a problem over 162 without Glassnow.
0: Okay. I hope he comes back, but
2: yes. I, I, Great hair. Like hair. Someday I want hair like Tyler Glass now. That's what I'm trying to he do. He told me the same thing. I want one day to have hair like Pandemic Eric. That's what he told me.
0: I don't think he said that. <laughs> I don't think that's what he said oh, at all.
2: Oh. Can't say it didn't happen. All right. Top five in strikeout per walk ratio this year. Three of them have Cy Young's. Two do not. Give me the two that do not. Kevin guy. Gaussman is eighth. He does not qualify to be correct for this answer.
1: Wow.
2: That's who I was going to
1: guess first. Robbie Ray.
2: I'm sorry? Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray, 13th in K per walk. Although I would have never thought he'd ever be on this list. Well, Aureus isn't walking anybody. He is sixth. I wanted the top five. Oh, you don't have to be mean about it. No, I'm just telling you how it is.
0: <laughs> okay. So a pitcher I'm that doesn't give up all- any walks because everybody's striking
2: out people. What was Tristan's answer? Oh, actually, duh, Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns. You're probably right and for some reason doesn't qualify. But, okay, so we'll we'll count that as a right answer. and There's still two you have to get. Musgrove, Musgrove ranks seventh. You're peppering the top ten, not the top five, though. All right, so these are not obvious guys. (laughs) There's one obvious guy, one not obvious guy.
0: It's not Wheeler, is it? Wheeler is tenth. Well, I mean, the 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 Philly who keeps giving up homers but not walking anybody is it Zach Eflin? Zach Eflin is third, correct? Didn't didn't, uh, do so well
2: yesterday. You could have what
0: you throw Wilmer Flores a ball. How about that? Don't let him hit one right over the plate, right out of the ballpark.
2: Yes, all strikes not always a good thing. That was the hard one. You're missing the easy one. <laughs> okay, uh, it's not Lance Lynn. Not Lance Lynn. He also got smoked the other day.
0: He did. So these are pitchers that are striking people out and not walking them, and they
2: don't. Rodon. a Cy Young. Rodon's twelfth. Jeez.
0: Well, the Cy Young guys. I mean, what? Bieber, Scherzer, Kershaw. DeGrom, Kershaw,
2: Kershaw, Scherzer are the ones in the top five that have Cy Youngs.
0: So there's an obvious guy here that we're just missing?
2: Oh, I completely forgot that he didn't have a Cy Young. Brandon Woodruff. Oh, Garrett Cole doesn't have a Cy Young, does he? Garrett Cole does not have a Cy Young. Brandon Woodruff will have a Cy Young, but he's ninth. But yes, Garrett Cole is the correct answer. Wow. So there you go.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have a Cy Young. How about that? Okay semantics okay we're done with today's show thank you so much for listening to our little fantasy focused baseball and by the way there's other shows at espn that are just as awesome tune into the baseball tonight podcast each morning monday through friday for a recap of what you may have missed insight from those closest to the game and once in a while they have our friend Davey Schoenfield on so you should definitely listen to those episodes and maybe we'll get Davey on one of our shows as well uh tristan great to see you again hope you had a great father's day uh, we'll be back on Thursday, I believe, Kyle and Tristan and Eric, and we'll be talking about Wander Franco. So please watch and play and have an awesome week.